0: Join us as we talk about how to make the most of your Roth conversion and squeeze every penny out of it. We're going to be talking about insider tips and tricks that they just don't tell you about. Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell, and I have the pleasure of sitting with Amazon's best selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also the book entitled Authenticity. And as we start, we want to let you know that you can get more information from the website yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter U.com. Libel Sternbach, hello, and welcome back.
1: Hey, how are you doing today?
0: I'm really excited. And the last time we were together, you gave us a lot of food for thought and an insight in how we can maneuver our money as if we're really, really healed and really have a lot of money to to work with. And as we're talking about Roth conversions this week, can you just reacquaint us with what a Roth conversion is and maybe the steps you can take to make a Roth conversion happen?
1: Yeah, so a Roth conversion, very simply put, is a two-step process. Step one is we make a distribution from our retirement account. So this would be your traditional IRA or your traditional 401k. Step two is we then put it into something called a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. And generally, the way this is as one step with your whoever has custody of your assets right? Whatever bank you're at, whatever brokerage firm, they'll, you'll fill out some forms and they're going to do it. But it's important to note that from a tax perspective, these are two separate steps that are happening. So what happens is you take that money out of that traditional IRA account and that becomes taxed. And we now have to pay ordinary income on that. And then step two is it gets deposited into this Roth account is a conversion. And it's important that it gets coded as a conversion because a contribution has different rules than a conversion. And when it gets converted, what happens is it can now grow tax-free. And when we take the money out, we don't have to pay taxes on it. Unlike in our brokerage account, where we pay taxes when we sell the assets in our Roth account, we don't pay taxes when we sell those assets so we can buy and trade and we don't worry about tax consequences there. And when we take the money out, we don't worry about tax consequences. But there is a caveat, and that caveat is, there's actually two caveats. Caveat number one is that we have to pay taxes when we do the conversion, and caveat number two is we have to let it sit in that Roth account and marinate for five or more years. The reason for that is simple. If if Congress is going to give us this benefit of letting us accumulate our money tax-free and take it out tax-free they want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. They want to make sure that we are doing this for retirement, and that this is actually going to be something that helps our economy, helps our country as a whole, and not just a tax dodge, right? The purpose is that you're going to have more money in retirement, you're going to be able to support yourself better, you won't be a strain on the public purse, so we give you these tax benefits. So that, in a nutshell, is what a Roth conversion is. So just to summarize again, right, it's you take your money out of your Roth account or you transfer your money from your traditional IRA account into a Roth account. You pay income tax on the amount that you move over and then you hold it there for five years. And then at that point, it becomes tax free. That, that in a nutshell is a Roth conversion.
0: On his face with that definition, it sounds as if a lot of people are getting into trouble because they're not following the process properly, it, not knowing the different conversion options. Is that something that you see a lot in your practice?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I especially see this with the do-it-yourselfers or with financial advisors who don't really understand tax consequences of things. So they, every financial advisor to get your license, you got to have some tax knowledge. But they're generally speaking, most financial advisors are not experts in taxes. They don't really understand how the tax system works. They understand The basics, not the nitty gritty. And here is the nitty gritty that can really make the difference, right? This is, again, why the wealthy pay so much money for accountants and they don't use TurboTax to do their
0: taxes.
1: (laughs) It's because knowing the nuances of the rules is where you can really make money. So one of these nuances that the rich take advantage of is that you get taxed on the fair market value of the assets you transfer, okay? The fair
0: market value.
1: Yeah, the fair market value of what you transfer, of what you convert. So now the traditional, right, the vast majority of people, the way they do a Roth conversion, the way that most people want you to do a Roth conversion, because it's easy, is they will just convert the cash. So they sell everything in your IRA, and then they convert it to cash, and they sell, uh, transfer the cash, right? It makes it super easy, super simple, but it is not tax efficient, right? What is tax efficient? Just look in your account look for the positions that have gotten beaten up. There is always something in your account that has lost value. And then when something has lost value, right? On the day that it's lost value, where it's gone down 5%, it's gone down 10%, 20%, right? Convert that position, just that position over into your Roth account. And when you do that conversion, what do you pay taxes on? You pay taxes on the fair market value for that position when you did the transfer, when you did the conversion right? So if it's been beaten up because of one day the market went down and you transfer it, you get to capture that 20% loss. You get a 20% savings on your Roth conversion, right? That can be huge. And if you're strategic and you do this at the right time and you do it frequently, you can really save money on your Roth conversion. So I think the biggest thing, the biggest mistake was that people don't do that. Now the flip side, the other reason, forget about saving money, right? The other reason why you should want to do that is that you need to remain invested in the market, right? The number one rule about investing is that you want to be invested, right? Unless you have a very good reason, right? And part of your strategy is moving in and out of the market for the vast majority of people, you need to be in the market for the days when it goes up and the days when it goes down. Because if you're not in the market, then you're gonna miss out on those days where it goes up 5% and it goes up 10%. And that will really hurt your long-term returns. So how do you make sure that you're invested? When you do this Roth conversion, if you're doing in cash, it can take three days. It can take a week. It can take two weeks for the assets to move over for you to be able to buy buy into your new positions, right? One that's happening while that transfer is happening, you're missing out all those market returns. But however, if you transfer the actual stock, the actual bond, the actual ETF, you transfer the actual position, then it doesn't matter what happens on the market because you're still participating in the market. Even though your stock shares are in the mail, it doesn't matter because you still own those shares. And so the price is going to be your price when it finishes converting. And so that's very important. Now, your accountant's not gonna thank you for doing this because it's a little more complicated. Your advisor's not gonna thank you for doing this because it's a little more complicated, but it's going to save you and make you a lot more money.
0: So are there alerts that will help this investor to know how to time the market? That's what it sounds like you're talking about. So they can sell those shares or invest where it's proper.
1: Yeah. So there, there is a a, a funny way of putting it, but yeah, we are timing the market from a tax perspective, not from an investment perspective. Okay. So yeah, you very much want to time the market when it comes to, when do you take out distributions? When do you harvest gains and losses and take advantage of those opportunities Or when you de-risk your portfolio, you very much want to time it. So having said that, yes, there are alerts, but let's be realistic, right? The strategies that work the best, right, are ones that are automated. So either it's automated in the sense that you have a machine that's doing it for you, or... You have a set time and day every single month, every single year that you take a look at these and you harvest these opportunities, right? So that if, okay, once a quarter, I'm looking for these and I'm going to take these opportunities, right? Then you don't worry about, okay, I missed an opportunity mid-quarter. What matters is that you got it four times a year, right? Or maybe for you, you, you know, December is the time that you do it. It doesn't matter how frequently you do it. Obviously, if you can do it every single day, that'll be good. For most people, you can't. And there's evidence that it may not actually be beneficial to do it every single day. But (laughs) once a quarter, once a year, pick a time or hire an advisor and make it, make sure it's part of their curriculum to do this. But you want to, you want it on the calendar.
0: So Lipo, talk about how a Roth conversion can have an impact on your taxes.
1: So a Roth conversion has two impacts on your taxes, right? And so a lot of people, right, the immediate impact on your taxes is all the money that you convert is gonna be taxes ordinary income. So this means that let's say, let's say you were you had fifty thousand dollars of income this year and you convert a hundred thousand dollars. You're now going to get taxed as if you earned $150,000 this year, and so that can easily bump you up into a higher tax bracket. But not only that, something that I think people don't really realize is, let's say you're you have 100, you make $100,000 a year, right? You're not paying taxes on $100,000 because we have exclusions. So right now it's like $28,000, and changes that first level of income, that first amount doesn't you don't get taxed. There are, if you're making contributions to your retirement account, that gets taken off the top. There's all these uh, deductions, exclusions, and credits that reduce the amount of taxes you actually pay. So when it's all said and done, your effective tax rate is a lot lower than your tax bracket. Now here's the problem, right? If you're not if you're not savvy and you don't really look at the numbers, when you do that Roth conversion, you could easily be thinking, oh, I'm going to max out the 12% tax bracket. I'm going to max out my current tax bracket. When in reality, not only are you pushing yourself up way beyond that, that tax bracket, but you're pushing yourself into the next tax bracket or you're paying a lot more taxes than you have to because you're, you are should be looking at and counting on your deductions and your exclusions and these other things that affects your tax rate. So you wanna be very careful, right? When you do these conversions because it's gonna be ordinary income. So it's gonna be, you're gonna be paying a much higher rate on on the conversion than you would on your ordinary income that that you're used to. Technically it's just ordinary income, but let's be realistic, right? None of us really understand other than people like me who are nerds and geek out on this stuff. We don't understand the tax code and really how we pay taxes. We just pay the bill at the end of the year. (laughs) So you wanna make sure to work with someone who geeks out on all these numbers and can help you maximize those, the tax efficiency. So you're paying the least amount in taxes.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So with regard to taxes, is it a good idea to use your IRA funds then to pay for the taxes, or should you find some other outside funds to do that?
1: So the traditional advice is don't use your IRA funds to pay for taxes, because then you're putting your losses. Because not only are you losing money by paying taxes on the conversion, but then you're reducing your, your savings even further by paying these taxes. So you're compounding your losses. Having said that, though. There are times where it's going to have such an enormous benefit by doing those Roth conversions up front that it doesn't really matter where the money is coming from. What matters is that the money later on is going to be tax free and you want to take advantage of this low tax rate year that you're in. Right. So for instance, if somebody lost their job and now they're they're not earning any income, right? We can do a huge amount of conversions at a very low rate that they're probably not going to experience. Also, I see this frequently is you have these blue-collar millionaires, right? Where they were working 30, they made thirty, forty thousand dollars a year for their entire life, but they've accumulated a million, two million dollars in their IRA accounts. Mm. And because all of their wealth is concentrated in their IRA accounts, when RMD's time comes and the Congress says we gotta be taking these required minimum distributions from my accounts, it's gonna push them into such a high tax bracket by the time they're 75, 80 that it's worthwhile to do the conversions up front because if not, they're going to get slammed on the back end. So we need to, they're going to get slammed on the back end in taxes. They're going to be in the paying 20, 30, 40% effective tax rate taxes, which is going to completely destroy their ability to stay retired. So for people like that, yeah, we very much want to do those conversions up front and we don't care where we're paying it from because essentially we're trying to ensure our financial future and we need to reduce those requirement of distributions. But the math is different for everyone.
0: Libel, unfortunately, we're out of time. If you like more information about what you've just heard about Roth conversions, go to yields That's yields, the number four, the letter U.com. And remember, you can also pick up the book, Living with Financial Anxiety or the book, Authenticity. Join us next week as we dive into big questions. How do we get the most from Social Security? Oftentimes, delaying benefits is not the best option. Don't leave your hard-earned money on the table. Live on fire. Join us next time. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes, so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at YieldsForYou.com. That's YieldsForYou.com, or call four one zero nine one four four eight nine four That's four one zero nine one four four eight nine four Yields for you is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.